Welcome to Stand Off, the podcast where we put abilities for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a bracket to determine what stand is objectively the best. My name is Kat, and I use she-her pronouns. My name is Kingdom, I use he-him. And as we've established for assisting in our bracket determinations, we're going to be looking at six criteria rated on a scale from A to E. The first is appearance. What does a stand look like? Ability. What that stand do? Versatility. How much can the stand do with what it's got going on? Understandability. You see where we threw that one in? Uh, how much do we understand of what it does and how easy it is to understand? Reference. The names of stands are often highly referential to music or other things, and in this category, we look into whether that reference is something that's good and how they tie into the stand. And X Factor, whichever one we like. Yes, and um, it's important to note that we're looking in these stands in a vacuum, away from their stand user, and that this podcast is full of spoilers. What spoilers are in this episode? We're looking at part six, part seven... In part three, probably. Most likely. Yeah, we're looking at a big part six spoiler. That's very fair. I didn't consider how big the spoiler was, but yeah. Yeah. And it's also important to note, previously we were doing a format where we were going for about 30 minutes and ending on whatever matchup we were left off on. So far it's worked out that that's about two matchups an episode. So we're going to use the timer as a rough guideline, but two is going to be about where we land most of the time. Unless it's like super important stands that we might have a like a, a, a disagreement on maybe we bring in a special guest who knows Ooh, maybe we do and yeah i think most of the first round we're gonna be pretty pretty in agreement on but once we start getting into some more contentious territory i think technically the first round is like the preliminary round because there weren't like an even number for a bracket style i'm calling it preliminaries that's fair. Yeah, it's it's something. These are all these are everyone who didn't get seated. Yeah. And yeah, that brings us to our first matchup. It is Cream Starter from part seven up against Sea Moon from part six. So you already mentioned that Sea Moon's your pick to win. Yes. Sea Moon. I think we should do Sea Moon second, because okay. Cream Starter would be will be quick to get through. Do you want to start with Cream Starter? I can start with Cream Starter. Cream starter is gross. Cream starter is a little <laughs> little spray can, I guess. And that's like all it shows as until we get to the ability. It's like a little spray can. It's conveniently small. You can fit in your pocket or purse or whatever you want to carry. I don't care. Should we just get in the ability? Because I hate it. Yeah, I give it an E for appearance because it's just a spray can. What did I give it? I give it a, a C to an E. <laughs> let's let's even it out in D. There. Yeah, let's do it. yeah, that's fine. Um, standability. Cream starter is unique that anyone with the spray can can use it. At some point in part seven, somebody else picked up the spray can and still used it. So that's cool. That's a cool thing you can do. Um, cream starter is able to spray flesh as if, as if it was a cream-like substance. I don't want to say those words. The words coming out of my mouth are bad. You don't like flesh cream? Flesh cream is bad. Yeah, I'm- I like... I'm flailing my arms in despair right now. It's it's ba- it's horror movie shit. Okay. For small amounts of flesh cream, 
It doesn't need a source, but if it needs a lot of flesh cream, it either uses the user's body or they can siphon it off of someone else. You can siphon someone else's flesh and put the flesh on someone, something else. It's so bad, but the character's good, but we're not... I like hot pants, but we're not considering the user. I just want to mention I like hot pants. I love hot pants. She's the only valid nun. <laughs> but why her stand so... Uh... But it, it does a lot, though. It can like block it's up someone. It's very useful. She can turn into a liquid. Don't say it like that. <laughs> it's true. What do you mean? What did you put for standability? Because I just put flesh spray. I can't. I think that's a. Wow. Okay. No, that, that's it, fair. It's very it, useful. Yeah, it's an A for ability and for versatility. Because it yes. just, whatever you imagine flesh can do, it does. It is. It, and it can, it like, decomposes people to gain, like, I guess, store. it stores it. In the flesh zone, yeah. It's a good <laughs> healing stand. Um, it can create disguises. I forgot it does that. Oh, you're just covered in it. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what it does? Isn't the disguise during that one really gross part? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about characters, so I didn't mention it. No. Araki, do better. Araki, part seven, good, but part seven, get weird. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um... I also gave it an A for understandability. I believe I did too. Let me make sure. I gave it a B. But it's just it's just flesh. I guess. But didn't she like put her own flesh inside of someone and then it made that person explode? Wasn't that a thing she did? The exact quote from the wiki is that she put yeah, she put her own flesh into Mike O's throat and then his throat exploded. And there's nothing in the middle that links those two facts except for saying, I guess she can control it. I guess like it expanded. I'm I'm staying with the B. A B. Nope. You're right. That that doesn't make sense on second sniff. It also she uses it as a sleeping drug. Apparently, I mean, yeah. She does, but the, the weird scene. Mm. Yeah. It's if it, she puts the sleeping drug in the flesh and then she sprays the flesh into the blood and then and then you fall asleep. I'm staying with a B. I'll 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 come down to a B. I can agree with that. Just talked about. We this. mentioned I don't this before like the, the reference. You're not a fan of the song. I give it at least a C. It I, is, I can, for reference, it's Firestarter by The Prodigy. I can come up to a C. I think that I think that you can agree after seeing the music video that that really colored my perception of the song. I have not seen the music video, and I guess I will oh. go with your... I've only heard the song. I haven't heard the music video. I haven't seen the music video. I thought you said you saw the singer and how he looks very scary. I saw pictures of him on Spotify and he's horrifying. Okay, yeah. It's him except he's moving. Oh no. <laughs> it's a good thing Cream Starter's only in manga. It can't move too. The Cream Starter is coming from inside of the house. Yeah, I, I say I'll come up to a C for that. Alright. Do I like Cream Starter? No, no, not really. <laughs> Okay. I think I think Hot Pants could have a much cooler stand. I'm a fan of Punch Ghost, not a Punch Ghost. But it's just a spray bottle. I give it a D. I guess this is one of the X factors we're gonna really differ on because I gave it a B. Wow. Okay. 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 I give it. It's a, just, I think it's a unique power that only JoJo's could do. For sure. Um. I mean, the stuff she does when she disconnects her fist and like comes around from the side is basically Luffy One Piece. Also, Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers is basically Luffy One Piece. You're right. God, his last name is One Piece? I didn't know. 
No, his last name is Monkey. Luffy D. One Piece Monkey. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what the D stands for. This is a tangent, but my partner told me I can legally change my middle name to whatever the D winds up standing for. So that's going to be good for me when One Piece ends. You do you. I, my middle name already starts with a D, so I'm already, I already am. I have the power. Deep Kingdom lore. Deep Kingdom lore. I won't go into what it is, but it starts with a D. That's the that's the initial. I have the initial. It's up for everyone to speculate, and I doubt that will ever be confirmed. I, I don't know. Hey, what's the letter in the alphabet that comes before D, Kingdom? Well, there's three of them, but I assume you're talking about C. I... That reminds me of Sea Moon. Wow. I think you should take Sea Moon because you're a fan. Oh, yeah. You did totally take Cream Starter. Yeah. Sea Moon. So, spoilers for part six. Sea Moon is the evolution of the stand White Snake after it absorbed the Green Baby. Hey, hey, Poochie, why did Rocky give you three stands? It's the middle stand. It's like the Ivysaur of <laughs> the Made in Heaven line. Yep. Um, so its appearance represents both of those parts. The green baby is a little green baby with big red bug eyes. The reincarnation of Dio. From Dio's bone that he gave to his boyfriend, Poochie. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, part six is good. Everybody read it. Um, if you listen to the last episode, maybe consider it. Maybe not immediately. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody's there. It, yeah. Seamoon's better than Bohemian Rhapsody because it looks That's fair. good. It has this like gaunt face with these the same big red bug eyes that the green baby had with spiked eyelashes. And the wiki says vein-like textures. I don't really see it. But um, from White Snake, White Snake had a pattern of nucleotides, like the DNA code ACGT circling its body. And Seamoon carries that over and has it on its chest, hips, and the crown of its head. Um, its head, shoulders, arms, and legs have short arrows pointing out, with ones on the top resembling the crown that White Snake wore. Seamoon's ability has to do with gravity, and I imagine that the point of these arrows are to invoke the image of force vectors, but that just may be mm-hmm. speculation from my end. That's always what I thought, too. Hell yeah. And the back and the side of its head and its belt are furry. I never, yeah, they are. I didn't notice that until just now, but you're right. I didn't notice that until I was taking my notes earlier today. It is odd, but I still like it. Um, It's got a thin waist, it's got abs, and always portrayed mm-hmm. as white and green. Um, I love how Seamoon looks. I Seamoon's feel like, like, it's like, tip, like one of the peak punch ghost looks, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got an angry face, but not too angry. It's got a lot of really cool individualistic elements that set apart from everything else and it really brings those elements from white snake in i know normally we kind of avoid talking about other stands that are like in the same arc as another stand when we're doing these but i think because this is the evolution of white snake it's a direct one-to-one that's why i'm bringing it up so much do you think that's fair or am i being too biased no that's very fair i mean they could be argued they're the same stand just like changed who knows? Yeah. We're in different parts of the bracket. Yeah, Made in Heaven is also on its own, but I don't like that donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that donkey. Full stop. Um, yeah, I gave Seamoon an A for appearance. I gave Seamoon a B. Huh. 
there are stands that I think look cooler, in my opinion. I I can go with A though. It's definitely it's like iconic JoJo's looking. Yeah, I mean the thing that really sells it for me is just the nucleotide string right in the middle of its mm-hmm. chest, where it looks like it's peeling away like a snake skin. Yeah, you pointed that out to me a while ago, and I never noticed that before, and I like that. I'll go to an A. I'm fine with that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the gravity of your decision means a lot to me. Ooh, um, speaking of gravity. Speaking of gravity. So, Sea Moon is cool because it's remote controlled and it gets stronger the closer it is to its user. Um, and it has the ability to manipulate gravity very precisely. And very imprecisely, because Sea Moon makes its user the center of a reverse gravitational phenomenon. And within a three kilometer radius around the user, gravity shifts so that stuff falls away from the user like it's falling off a sheer cliff face. It basically put a small part of Florida on its side. Exactly. And if you're above the user, you would just fly three kilometers into the air. Which is a lot. That's a strong thing. That's that is a lot of kilometers. It's just like stands don't normally reach that far, and especially with such a like a significant thing. Right, but Poochie said the magic words. He went to the magic place and said the magic words for his boyfriend. God, Poochie's a good villain. I relate to just wanting to get it, you know? I'm gonna cut that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Poochie went to Cape Canaveral, Florida and said Spiral Staircase Rhinoceros Beetle, Ghost Town, Fig Tart Rhinoceros Beetle, Via Dolorosa Rhinoceros Beetle, Singularity Point, Giotto, Angel Hydrangea Rhinoceros Beetle, Singularity Point, Secret Emperor. And then he got Sea Moon. Then he got Sea Moon. Part 6 is so weird. Part six, yeah, I mean, his original stand takes out your memories and stand and puts them onto a DVD-R. It's, it's weird. Um, Seaman has another gravity-related ability in that it's able to invert anything it touches by radically altering gravity for that object, which means that if it punches you in the chest, it can turn your heart inside out and make it pump blood away from your brain so you die. Which, like, Jolene survived by, like, making her body a Fibonacci spiral, which is, like, fucking part six, you know? <laughs> that's 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 part seven, Kingdom. Fuck! <laughs> it's, a, it's a Mobius strip. I like part seven. Yeah, part seven's good. Fibonacci spirals are good, and they do go on anything. Seamoon does have a final ability, and it has, it slightly accelerates time around it, which certainly doesn't mean anything. It's, a, it's just foreshadowing. Nothing. Foreshadowing nothing. Nothing happens at the end of part six. <laughs> exactly. It, ju- it just ends. Jotaro shows up and stops time and punches Poochie real good. And then Jorno shows up and says, I'm sorry, I'm late. Do you guys all want to go to get tea or something? And they're all like, yeah. And they all have a happy fun time. They go to Disney World and Mickey's there. It's great. <laughs> Mickey's finally back. That That is how it ends. That's the... that. Sorry so that, for spoiling it. That's the ending that you can only get um, if you pursue Hermé and Foo Fighters' romance route all the way to the end, and you never talk to Emporio. Yep, never talk to Emporio. Emporio ruins the, the your, your pacifist run. <laughs> the Stone Ocean pacifist run for Let's Play Part 9 out of 12. Where are we? Unseen? Uh-oh. Uh, Somewhere in standability. Standability. Yeah, no, that's the end of it. And I give it an A, and that's another one that I would give an S if I could. I I think we can give S's in certain situations. But, like, 
I'd give it an A. Not, I don't know. An A's fine. An A's good. I think it like made Jolene's hand pull her fingers into her hand. That was gross. That's bad to look at. Yeah. I mean, it does a lot of things that are bad to look at. But it's cool and powerful. It's cool and it's very strong and it's very versatile. It is very versatile, I think. Something I didn't mention is the gravity field thing lets the user walk on walls like a Spider-Man and also just float if they want to. Yeah, you can just turn gravity off in a bubble. Why not? Yeah, you can float if you want to. You can leave your stand behind. Um, An A. This is all A's, isn't it? No. Reference is not an A. That's, yes, okay. I gave her study a C, but I'm willing to go to B. Okay, I'll... I'll come in in a B. B is good, yeah, because it could it could do more. It could like pull meteors down out of the sky with its gravity or something. A stand couldn't do that. A stand couldn't do that. That's a one piece thing. It, yeah, Fujitora good. Fujitora is great. He should be in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, He'd have Anubis. Woody. He's just a sword. I don't know, maybe. That's the closest thing I got. It's a reference to later. Whatever. Oh uh, no, Anubis is Funk Freed. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank anyway, you. One Piece. Yeah, I guess I blew that joke early, but um what'd you give C Moon for understandability? Uh a B, but I'm willing to go to A, because it's just gravity. Yeah, it's just gravity, and A's good. Do you believe in gravity? Top ten most Pooch. romantic things to say to your boyfriend in bed. <laughs> you think Poochie's a flat earther? No. Yes, if you believe in gravity. I mean, he does, but... Uh, do you think Dio's a flat earther? Is that the question <laughs> you're driving at? Dio made him consider it. I don't think Poochie's a flat earther. I think Poochie understands the truth that birds aren't real, though. Okay, yeah, obviously. Because the bird that Whitesnake was shooting at was just fake. Right. That was, that was an understand. That was a Speedwagon Foundation drone named yeah. Savage Garden. Reference we mentioned... Yeah, it's Sea Moon by is a flock of seagulls. Sea Moon's by wings. It's bad. It has the word heaven in it though, so I gave it a C. I gave it a. Did I give it a C? I think I gave it a C. Yeah, I gave it a C. It's not a good song. It's not a it's, good song. It's it jams a bit, but it's not good. I'm just saying it's not a good song. But the heaven part makes it a C. Excellent. I'm glad we agree on that. I'm glad that's linked. Um, and I gave it an A for X Factor. Like that surprises anybody. Uh, we don't agree on this. I gave it a C. Okay. I think I I actually think it's the weakest of the three evolutionary chain. Really? I think Made in Heaven is the weakest. I think Made in Heaven's cool. I think it's JoJo Weird. I like JoJo Weird. JoJo Weird is good. What about Made in Heaven Ultimate Requiem though? Don't like it. We'll talk I guess we'll talk about those at some point. We'll have to. If people yeah. if people if we, listen. If we eventually have people give us money, um we'll talk about it. <laughs> Jeez, just go out and say it. I refuse to talk about George Joestar unless I get paid. <laughs> Do we just go to the matchup? Cream Starter versus Sea Moon? I think we agree. Sea Moon moves forward. Sea Moon wins. S. Sea Moon uses gravity to shoot Cream Starter into space where it ceases to think. Yeah. I'm that thinking, thinking about Cream Starter. That's that's fair. You'll have to think about it one more time when I say the stand name at the end of the episode. Um, then you can be done forever. All right, that's fair. But that's gonna bring us to our second and final matchup of the episode, which is Toth. Toth, Toth. or Thoth? It's pronounced differently, I guess. I'll go with Thoth. Thoth versus Anubis. 
our first Egyptian god stands. And they're in the same thing. I guess it's fair for them. Yeah, they're both just... I feel, like, I feel like a lot of them will get beaten down by a lot of the later ones. So Right, this is much more even playing field, because most of the Egyptian god stands ain't hot. They can get boring, but, I mean, Thoth is cool. Thoth is cool. I'll go ahead and start off and describe Thoth. Go for it. Um, Thoth appears as a comic book called Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventures, which I imagine would change based on whoever the wielder is. We can only suppose. Um, And it can be interacted with by non-stand users. It has a very unique art style. That makes the best episodes. That makes the best endings, yeah. Openings. Is this a changing opening? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think it's just the ending. Yeah, yeah. It's been been a minute since I watched part three. It's it's cool. I like the appearance. I give it an A. It's very cool. It's unique. I I really like that they they like went all out when they were adapting and everything. I give an A as well. Hell yeah. Its ability is also pretty good, in my opinion. I think I'll go into the ability. I got this. Okay. Okay. Thoth's going to predict the future. The the blank pages, like, the book is, like, always has blank pages ahead of it. It's like the Death Note, I guess. But the blank pages fill out while, like, things are happening. And then as they fill out, it's like, what's going to happen in the future? But it's always in the kooky, wacky art style that I love. Um, and the predictions are always accurate. And you can't change what fate has shown you. Right. The only way fate does change is if somebody does not follow the prediction accurately, and then it'll make it so that whatever bad thing was going to happen happens to the person who broke fate. Like when yeah. Whole Horse shoots two minutes early, and then student Jotaro, he shoots himself. Can't change fate because it doesn't want you to, and it gets very upset if you try. Let's just say the book has a mind of its own. Who cares? Yeah. Stands, stands have minds of their own sometimes, and it also gets an A. That's a good ability. I gave it a B because you can't change it. It only shows you what will happen. Okay. I think that's useful information, but it'd be better if you could change it. Right. Like uh, like if it was Thoth and King Crimson. Like, it, yeah, if it, was lit- <laughs> if it was literally King Crimson, it'd be better. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I'll, I'll come down to a B. I'm happy with that. Um, I don't think it's very versatile. Yeah, I think in that sen- same sense that you can't change it. It just shows you, which can be used. It's just information. You have to do with it when you can. Right. And that's why I give it a D. Give it a D. I give it a C? Yeah, I give it a C. I mean... I can go with D, though. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you can't change it. You just do what you can with the information, and it just shows you the future. It's helpful, but it's not... like you, it's, it's up to you. Exactly. Hey, you have control of your own fate, is the true message of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Except you don't right <laughs> except when you don't uh, except when rolling stone is there yeah thought is pretty understandable yeah i give it an a for understandability it's okay. a book that tells future oh yeah i'll go with an a i'm happy with that uh, what do you think about the egyptian god because that's the uh, reference yeah that's a weird thing to ask but yeah you're right uh, Thoth is Egyptian god of writing, magic, wisdom, and the moon, and probably other things. They like to put a lot of things together. Uh, it's cool. There's a guy, I know there's a guy with a bunch of conspiracy theories that calls himself the reincarnation of Thoth, and he's funny. Yeah. Huh? I don't remember his name, but there's a guy that's like big conspiracy, like a lot of people believe him as a conspiracy theorist, and he says he's the reincarnation of Thoth. That's kind of whack. Um, I mean, 
good for him? Does he also know that birds aren't real? He probably has thought about it. I don't know his conclusion. Okay, that's important. I think we need to find out what his opinion on that is. Um, but I think wisdom and writing tie pretty well into what the stand does. Yeah, pretty, yeah. I said a B. I think I also put a B, yes. B is good. Nice. What about X Factor? You like you like this book? Uh, I gave it a C. Mm. I'm pretty cold on all the Egyptian god stands, to be honest. They're... They don't have enough. They don't have going the same on. flair that the, that the stands get later, right? Most of Part Three's X factors are going to be low. To be but frank, I had to give it at least a B for X factor because of the outros and that they changed the outros for a whole horse being there. It's so good. You know what? You're right. You're right. That's something I had not considered. You're right. Thank you, David Productions. Davi Pro does wonders for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, if you want to go over the appearance for Anubis, I'll go into the ability, but Anubis is pretty interesting. I got it. Anubis is a sword. Anubis is like, well, it's not the sword. It possesses a sword. It like also has like a stand, like punch ghost stand form that looks like Anubis. And it's bound to a, like a little scimitar with, I guess it's not little. It's a sword. It's got jewels on it and it's got a scabbard that it comes with. Yeah, and Anubis has got that archetypical human body, jackal head. Yeah, he looked like Anubis. You know what Anubis looked like? You know what you know what Anubis looked like? Exactly. I, I give it a B. It's got the god, it's got a sword. I give it an A. I like the sword. But I can go to B. Oh okay. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not much going yeah. on. You mainly just see the That's sword. Fair. But And Anubis make funny face sometime. Anubis do make funny face sometime. I need to rewatch Battle in Egypt. I need to rewatch it all. It's been a million years it's been a minute going to ability you said you would do that yeah um anubis main ability is that if you draw it from its sheath it possesses you and gradually takes full control of you and if you have a stand it will also possess your stands um it can also only be unsheathed by who it wants to be unsheathed by one of the main things it does is it doesn't make you stronger or better with a sword so um, when Polnareff is fighting against Chaka, um, because Chaka is not good with the sword, he's weak. But then when it possesses Polnareff and Chariot and Chariot's dual wielding, it's very, very powerful. Chariot's power is to have a sword. Now it's to have two swords. Anubis can also make the blade selectively intangible so it can like phase through pillars and then cut somebody. And really, a big crux of what it does is whenever you attack it, it immediately learns and becomes able to counter that attack. So it will just eventually outlast you if you don't beat it very quickly. And that gives it a huge amount of potential to become a very strong stand. I think out of the Egyptian god stands, I think Anubis is up there. I think it's good. Anubis is definitely top three. Anubis is real cool. Yeah, I, uh, I give his ability a B. It's very neat. I gave the ability, well, I kind of like split it because it's a good ability. It's strong, kind of, but it's only strong for Anubis. It's not good for the user. By the way, we should mention Anubis like kind of doesn't have a user. It, it just go on its own and possesses new people. Yeah, it's, it's just a sword. <laughs> it's just a sword. So, I mean, if we're just counting Anubis as Anubis, which that's the thing that we exclude things, exclude the users, then yeah, I'll go with your B. Hell yeah. Glad to hear it. Do you think it's very versatile? No. I think 
being able to slice like like intangibility thing is cool and that's versatility but the rest of it is sword but i was thinking the same thing but it can learn how to counter any attack instantly that's right so that's why i bumped it up to a b because like if you have the world you can knock it out but if you're just star platinum and you don't like whip star finger out of nowhere in the 90 yard line <laughs> what star platinum's we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> someday but i i think it's a i think it's a b i'm willing to go down to a c i'd go with a c i had a d right. i'll go with a c split the difference yeah um it's pretty damn understandable. It's just a cursed sword. Yeah. Do you have an A or a B? Because I have a B. I have an A. I'll go with an A. I, I, I mean, think... I'm willing to drop it to a B because does it ever explain why it's just a stand without a user? Uh, It says that it is. I don't think it ever does. And that's not really like a thing ever past that except Notorious B.I.G. Notorious B.I.G. had a user who just got immediately perforated. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it explains that Anubis had a user. Okay. But it just stays Going. I forgot about that. Okay, yeah, I'll stick with an A then. All right, I'm down. Well, I mean, the reference to the Egyptian god Anubis, the god of I, death. Yeah, I mean, I I gave it an A. This is the only Egyptian god stand that really actually shows the god accurately. Yeah, it looks like him. And swords kill. It swords definitely kill, and that that is death. He make people death. I'll go with A. Yeah. Hell yeah. He make people death 13. That's how Manish Boy got his stand. Yep. Anubis killed 12 people and then a baby. What? Whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of implication in that the babies aren't people and I'll stand by it. <laughs> yeah. Stand by. Yeah. Hell yeah. Stand by me. A considered name for this podcast. Yep. What about X Factor? You like a C. C. I put a B. I like it. Yeah. I like, I like the sword. I think Anubis is good. Anubis is good. I still just think it's just a sword. I think this is one of the ones we're going to be split on. I think this is the top two Egyptian god stands. Yeah. Is the other one Horus? Probably. Yeah. Horus is good. Geb is good. And this one's real good. What between Thoth and Anubis? Who wins? Who moves on? Oh, Anubis. Really? I was going to say Thoth. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. I mean... Thoth got the, the endings. I want to go listen to them after we record this, because I miss them. Thoth, Thoth does have the endings, but I just... I don't... Mm, I can't bring Oingi into this. Boingo, boingo. No, is it Boingi? It's I can't oingo. bring Boingi. Okay. Oingo has Thoth. I'm a fraud. I can't bring Oingi into this, but I don't like Oingi. Wait, no, I'm the fraud. It's Boingo. Damn it. God damn it. I'm yeah, the fraud. No. Yeah, I can't bring Boingy into this. I don't like Boingy. I don't, I think, I mean, I think Anubis is more interesting than Thoth. We might need to bring in the Decider. Yeah, so we haven't brought this up yet. We have a secret third member of the podcast. Um, her name is Sky, and she's been listening the entire time. Um, and she's here for cases like this, when there is a tiebreaker that needs to occur. Our tiebreakers are going to occur in the frozen time, which will trigger shortly. I guess we don't need frozen time yeah, anymore. Yeah, this will be the end. Me... So. Yeah, so uh, our tiebreaker is going to go ahead and occur. So we are now here with Sky, the decider. Say hi, Sky. Hello. 
and uh, she's going to help us figure out whether my choice of Anubis or Kingdom's choice of Thoth should move ahead. Yeah. What do you think? I assume you've been looking at like at least something about him. Yeah. Uh, to pull the curtain back a little bit, I was listening in for this recording, and based on your descriptions, I do have a strong opinion already. Let the people hear it. Yeah, it's Thoth. But it's the comic book. The comic book wins. I I understand. The decider has spoken, and the I decider. have to accept that. Yeah, to give a bit of my reasoning, I think part of the appeal of Jojo and this kind of superpower fantasy is imagining what your stand would be. What it would be like if you got to be these characters. (laughs) Getting possessed by a sword just sucks. The idea of a stand that doesn't represent anyone is kind of boring. Yes. And like you mentioned, the the change in art style is good. It's good. It's refreshing. I'm heartbroken, but not surprised. Well, I'm happy. I can't let Thoth go down without a fight. So, Thoth predicted the future and fate had it move ahead in front of Anubis. Yep. I'm satisfied. And yeah, that that I guess brings us to the end of the episode. Thoth moved on and Seamoon rose up over Cream Starter. That wasn't hard. No, that one was not hard. That one was not like this one. So yeah, as always, thank you for listening to Standoff, this time with a nice little twist at the end. Uh, You can find us at Standoff Podcast on Twitter, where we'll post information about the show, bracket updates, all that fun stuff. You can find me at Real Katsune Miku, where I post about the shows I'm part of and just other stuff that I like. You can find me at Tachyon Kingdom, T-A-C-H-Y-O-N Kingdom. I'll probably post stuff eventually. And Sky did call in from work to help us out, Um, but you can find... Big Big respect. respect. Sneaking into the bathroom at work to participate in a podcast is truly a powerful move. You can find Sky at Genuine No Prize on Twitter. Um, And you can also find a show that we're a part of together where we talk about Kirby and uh, Sky and another friend of ours talk about the Kirby video games um, at Pink Puff Podcast on Twitter. And uh, for a little preview of next week... Our matchups are going to be Mandum and Cinderella versus Hanged Man and Bad Company. Sounds like it's going to be a fun one. I got some pretty strong opinions. On? We'll see. I have some strong opinions on Mandum. Yeah, me too. Hell yeah. So look forward to those next time. And until then, stand proud. Stand proud.